Hey, ladies and gentlemen, um, again, if you didn't know, I've kept this pretty quiet, but I'm at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, guys. Um, I'm with Charlene Johan and Duffy Connors at Chocolate Murphy's Bar from 6.45 every day as the tick boxes. Come and see us if you want to get some giggles. But yeah, before that, um, my guest today is the wonderful Thor Stanhawk. He's a stand-up comedian. Um, he's here with Penilla Holland doing a show and it's going to be fantastic unfortunately I can't see it because it clashes with mine but honestly I, I've seen him perform enough times to tell you that he is well worth your time um, yeah so in this podcast we talk about everything we talk about how we started stand up with the difference between what you can take from acting to stand up for me to be a stand up comedian surviving Edinburgh Fringe despite it being our first ones together that was quite nice and also the sitcom Scrubs alright guys here's Thorstein Haug enjoy hey Thor how's it going I'm good how are you man it's early <laughs> It's so early. <laughs> Even like normal early, but it's like super early for Fringe. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry I brought you here like this <laughs> hour, but I, I just felt like I needed to have a day off from podcasting because I put so many people in. Yeah. Right. I had literally no days off, so now I've got to like put two people together. Sometimes put two people together. No, I I get that. It's um, it's probably just good anyway to get up a bit earlier. Yeah, yeah. sometimes yeah, sometimes it is. Like I guess because you gotta get you gotta get shit done, and if you don't have, especially with what we're doing, mm. if you don't give yourself enough time in the day to do things, yeah. Then, literally nothing gets done you get stressed and your show is not as good as you want it to be no i just need to go to bed earlier as well <laughs> um, that's like it's so harder because everyone's like out and like you partying man <laughs> no no well i'm I, i've had a few bevies like, ah! no but like no not really um but you know like you just have so many friends here like yeah obviously a lot of my like comedian like loads of comedians from london are here but i also have some acting friends here that i'm oh, trying nice. to see as well so um yeah it's just easy to like uh, to stay up quite late i find yeah. it and also i don't like to go into town because my show's at six yeah so there's not like my i feel like my day sort of starts about like maybe three normally yeah. like if i'm just doing a show it starts at three because that's like when we start flyering mm-hmm. um unless like today i'm doing a spot and i did a, another spot yesterday which was earlier um what did you do where did you go i did a blazes uh and it was um it was in cowgate and i think it, it's half one no quarter past one oh, nice. quarter past one um which is like really early but um, it was fine. There was quite a few people there, to be honest. Sweet. Mm. So, how are you finding your first French? You know, it's really fun. It's, uh, <laughs> it is. It you is. know, uh, yeah, it's a, it's been a lot of fun. Um, so um, we, uh, I'm doing a show with uh, Penilla Holland. Nice. Uh, who obviously, I'm sure you know. Yeah. Uh, it's called Viking Millennials uh, at the Counting House at six. Um, it's been it's been very good. Uh, first day, we had a bit of a cock up. Uh, so we received on the first day of French, we received five thousand flyers, 
with the wrong time. Oh, and, uh, no. Yeah, so that was a bit of a, uh, yeah, that wasn't great. So then we sort of had to fly it going, hello, uh, do you want to see my show? It's at six. Yeah, I know it says quarter to 11 in the morning, but uh, that's not right. So it's quite hard the first day. But then the two previous days, we've sold out. Oh, so that's nice. Yeah, so then it's been, yeah, is it it's free, been Is it free fringe or is it? It's free fringe good. and then donations at the end. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. Free fringe is the way forward, man. I'm sorry. It it's just so much easier to get people in, and people. I mean, they always pay anyway, so. Like, unless yeah, like unless you're like a massive star, I don't know why you wouldn't do the free fringe. The free fringe, yeah. I feel like most people do the free fringe though. That mm. are like, that aren't like a massive, massive star. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. So it, it's been so good so far. It's uh, been very. It's it's been a lot of fun mm. as well. It's been a lot of fun. What's been your worst flyering experience? <laughs> I think I why well, the first day we flyed obviously <laughs> the whole like cock up with the time yeah but as well as that when I I got to Edinburgh the day before and I just met up with some comedians straight away mm. and we just started drinking and oh God. I just became so drunk so my worst flyering experience was flyering hungover <laughs> the next day because <laughs> you're just like so vulnerable oh <laughs> and you're just like hey do you want to see my show yes, please, and people like show. and people like no thank you and you're just like oh that's fine <laughs> uh, but so I think that was yeah that's by far been the worst uh, flyering experience apart from now I've actually sort of enjoyed flyering more than I thought mm. Panilla's very good at flying, yeah. so I'm like learning a lot from Panilla, just like watching her and learning like a f- few tricks and yeah. Yeah, Duffy, who's on my show, he's a professional. He does flying as mm. his actual job, so I've learned a lot from him. But my worst experience flying, right? I was. It must have been. Was it the first day? It was the. It was the second day, right? And uh, it was going well, and this old lady takes my flat, takes my flat, and she's with her, she's with her older grandkids, right? Mm. She walks about five steps, walks back. She turns to me and goes, "Yeah, you're not supposed to be doing this." I was like, "Yes, we are. We're fighting doing this." And she was like, "No, you're meant to be going fly free, and that's why I'm going to extinction rebellion." And hands it back to me and walks away. What? I know. What a cunt. What, <laughs> what the fuck? a cunt. Wait, so what? No. You could have just said no. Yeah. Like, yeah. You could have just said no. I'm, what does just, she care? Like, you did that. She did that just to be a bitch. Yeah. Like, there are act. people like that. Yeah, but why? I don't understand it. Mm. I don't know. I'm, I'm, luckily, I haven't met any of those people, but I'm, I'm going to try and avoid flying to her. Yeah. <laughs> flying to grandmothers with grandchildren, yeah. <laughs> just and, in general. And, yeah, I've kind of avoid the certain groups I kind of avoid like mm. lads on the piss avoid yeah at all costs avoid them yeah and people with kids because that's not going to come and see my show our shows are sick your shows are sick so yeah. they're not going to come and see that no no not lads who are on the piss we've had like we had like a couple of big groups of lads yesterday but they were they were awesome they yeah. Were, yeah they were really really nice but I feel like I did not fly them I think Panilla did yeah. I think and she, I think she's probably quite good with lads, to be fair. Oh, I don't know who I'm good with. I'm, <laughs> I'm just not good with anyone. I'm just like, go talk to Penilla. Yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah. So, what got you into comedy, man? Um, I think I love making people laugh, uh, which is such a boring answer. It's uh, not. It's the best answer. It, it is. It's the truth, though. I, so, got into, sort of got into comedy 
when I was 18, I used to be like front of house at my comedy, at like a comedy club in Bergen. Really? I called Santa Bergen. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, yeah, two, yeah, I was 18 and I just felt way too young to do stand up. They were all a lot older than I was and I just wanted to like be a part of it. So I'd be like front of house sometimes. Um, and then I started doing acting, which nice. is sort of my, my, well, it's not sort of, it's my background. But uh, it was always a big thing for me. I wasn't sure if I wanted to do comedy or acting. So I sort of went into acting because it was, it was sort of both. Yeah. And I eventually uh, went to the Liverpool Institute for Performing Arts. Fuck you. Which no, I did. Uh, you. <laughs> nah, it's okay. Um, yeah, anyway. Um, so which I did for three years, I did a BA in acting there. And I think at the end of those three years, I was like... I was very sure that I wanted to do stand-up. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I mean, I'm, I still I still do acting. Uh, I still... I, yeah, I still find a joy in acting. But, yeah. mate, I just love doing stand-up comedy so much. Mm-hmm. And it's also so much easier to be progressive... Uh, not progressive. Um, proactive, yeah. sorry. With stand-up comedy. A lot of... Uh, with acting, you can sort of find yourself just waiting for someone to yeah. call. Uh, which you don't necessarily have to do. I know some people are really good at making their own work, but with stand-up comedy, it's just so nice to be able to do it every day yeah. and just constantly, like, you know, like hone your craft or like develop your craft. Um, but yeah, mainly just always enjoyed making people. Always uh, more than I think I've always just been really interested mm. in comedy. So mm. if someone said something funny, I've always been, why is that funny? And then yeah. sort of been like, oh, that is so funny, but yeah. why is it funny? And sort yeah. of been really interested in that and be like oh it's because he hasn't revealed this thing yet or yeah, yeah I don't know like I've always done that like if I see something funny in a film um, my, my ex-girlfriend used to uh, I think I used to drive her mad because I'd always <laughs> if there was something funny in a film I'd always like be like oh can we watch it again and like yeah. rewind it and yeah so you'd reanalyze the, you'd analyze the scenes and break it down yeah but not like yeah, just because I thought it was interesting. Well, that's true. There's mechanics to it. Yeah. yeah. That's it. I mean, there's not that many jokes, really. It's just different types of variations of that joke. It's true. Yeah. Like, there's no such thing as an original thought or an original joke. No. It's just how you tell it. Yeah. And I think that's the most interesting thing, watching other people do the same joke, essentially. Because how? Because we do open mics, right? How many times are we going to see a male comedian talk about his penis? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've never done it. I've never talked about my penis on stage. I don't think I've done it either. Yes! Yeah. Woo! Yes. No, yeah, no, not not on, on a gig, no. Just, just in general. Just in general. But in general, I talk about my penis all the time. So how big is your penis? Uh, it's uh, it's okay. Okay. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm I'm happy with it. Yeah, I'm happy with mine too. Yeah. That's enough. To, that's enough to talk about it. You're uh, a big guy though. There's yeah. Let's not compare. No. Um, yeah, definitely not. Let's not compare. Jeez. Oh my god. I love that you are like <clears throat> sort of saying that how proud you are. <clears throat> that you haven't talked about your penis on stage and then we just leap into this conversation. Oh, yeah, on stage. On stage, no. But in normal life, yeah. it's just like, whatever. We've got, you've got penis, I've got penis. Other women... you got have. penis, i got penis. We all got penis. Sounds like some kind of rally, like... Yeah. <laughs> it's like Oprah, like, you get a penis, you get a penis. But, yeah, it is true. A lot of people have a penis that's true a lot of them do and some people don't and that's fine that's true but 
back to the point that we were trying to make. Yeah. Like, there are so many, like, there's so few actual jokes, but it's about how you write it and how you tell it. Yeah. No, absolutely. And I think that's what you sort of learn, like, yeah, like, someone making a point is funny, but very often it's just funny. Their point of view or, like, their thoughts about it or how they perceive it. Yeah. That's very often the joke, I think. Mm. Which is good because then you can have the same joke. Uh, sorry about that. You no can worries. have this. You can have the same joke, uh, but but it will always be different because we've all got different things. Yeah, different experience and different thoughts on the matter, and yeah, just different images in mm. our head. I'd say. Mm. Mm. So, what? Okay, what's your favorite comedy film? Oh, your five favorite comedy films. Five. Uh, I um okay let's let's think fuck this is hard. I I really like I love you man yeah oh <coughs> Do you know that film? I saw it on my um, 18th birthday oh yeah and cin- yeah with Jason Segel and Paul Rudd yeah right? it's and, such a good film and Andy Samberg as the gay brother yeah and um, Rashida Jones as the wife yeah oh it's I'm, it's so so good it's just so nice. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a dirty comedy, but it's just so it's nice. It's so full of heart. It it's is. so nice. And it, you just really feel for Paul Rudd's character. And, um, yeah, I think that I, I gravitate to those sort of comedies, mm. probably rather than just straight comedies. But I like, uh, that's not a Judd Apatow movie. It's not, but it feels but, like But it really feels like, like it, because he has all the same people. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I like that one. I like Superbad. Brilliant film. It's sort of the same thing though. It's like, it's a friendship it's the, thing. It's the, it's the bromance movie. It's a bromance movie. Yeah, I just recently rewatched it and I was like, this is so good. Yeah. I'm just like, I can't believe Seth Rogen, um, and Evan Goldberg. Goldberg wrote that. They started writing it when they were like 13. Yeah. <laughs> I think and just kept writing it and then got produced. Um, I think Seth Rogen was 25 when that came out. That's mm. mad. Also mad looking at Seth Rogen in that film and going, you're 25? Yeah. He still looks like he's like 40 in yeah. that film, I think. Um, but no, I like that. What else do I like? I'll tell you a good Superbad yeah. is my mum doesn't like those kind of comedies. Really? But she enjoyed Superbad. Yeah. I think it's hard not to enjoy Superbad because it's just so... It's just such a nice film yes. as well. Very similar to I Love You, Man. It's just such a nice film. Um, what about you? Said tell, well. What's a favorite? Uh, okay, uh, one me, of your favorite. One of my favorites is without a paddle. I haven't seen that. Right, everyone else hates it. Right, it's one of those <laughs> films that's like gone gained cult status. Okay. But again, it's a bromance movie. It's about a bunch of guys who um, go on a trip in memory of their dead friend. Right, mm. and they go on a canoeing trip and they fall down a, and they go and they fall down a waterfall. And it's basically them going on an adventure to try and to try and find their way back home. Sounds like a funny film. It's funny, <laughs> yeah. it is. And it's, I haven't even heard about it. When did got, it come out? It's got it's two thousand and four. Okay. It's got Seth Green, Matthew Lillard, and Dax Shepard, and okay. Bert, and Burt Reynolds is in it as well. Oh really? Yeah. Oh. Um, what a legend. I know, right? Rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace. Um, and when Stan- was that? Last year? Two years ago? No, two years it, ago, I think. Yeah. I think also Stand By Me would be my my favourite film. Stand By Me? Yeah. Haven't seen that either. Oh, uh, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a bunch of kids going on an adventure to find a dead body. I like the adventure films, yeah. man. And <laughs> you seem to, I feel like with me, it was like friendship is the recurring theme. Every yeah. year is 
death. <laughs> oh, no. Death. No, I'm, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> well, yeah, I do love horror movies. To be fair, so yeah, death oh, is... I hate horror movies. Oh, oh, I can, I completely like the thing is, I completely understand it. I can completely understand why people don't like them because, yeah. No, I understand why people like them. I feel like people who like horror movies are people who like roller coasters. Yeah, like we sort of. But I, I don't like that. I like to be safe and alive. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. I, um, but I, yeah. I think the main reason I like horror movies is that, like, I can face my fears in a completely safe environment. And I can't. Ah, fair Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are your two, your three other favourite comedies? Um, well, I'm, I'm not sure if I can think of three. I, I'll think of one more, though. One more, one more. Um, yeah. Okay, one more. I feel like it's very easy to go into the Judd Apatow um, sort of films, but... Um, on the top of my head, I'd say... I'm not sure if I can think of another one. I started off so well, didn't I? Just, ah, I did. Cons- fine. Um, so I named some Judd Apatapatow. No, 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 no. <laughs> Do you know what? I actually... I No, but it's not really a comedy. Go though. for it. It doesn't matter. The Big Sick. Have you There's, seen The Big no, Sick? No, but I really want to. It's so good. It's so good, but it's not that funny all the time because of some serious things yeah. in the film. But uh, that is also... I um, yeah that, that that was a really nice film I watched that a couple of months ago that's got such a good casting as well I love yeah I love Camille yeah Ray Romano Ray in Romano it. is so good in it Ray Romano is awesome mm. yeah he he's so good uh, did you watch his uh, Netflix special never no I didn't oh you should watch I, I, it I'm kind of in that place at the moment where I I'm trying to get back into watching comedy specials mm. but at the same time I'm just like. I go into that phase where I'm like, oh, I wish I'd have wrote that. Oh my god, why didn't I think of that? Oh yeah, yeah. I guess, but if you watch enough, you'd see, oh, that's sort of the same theme, just like different. I I know yeah. what you mean though. I know what you mean. I think I watched. Um, so I was away from comedy for two months because I, I was back in Norway mm-hmm. this summer, and uh, which was strange to do that just before the fringe. Ooh. But, but I I and I sort of got to be like, oh, I wish I could do, stand up comedy. Like I had a really good time. It's nice to relax and do other things but I was like I wish I could do some yeah. comedy but what I did was I started listening to a lot of comedy albums mm. and watching a lot more specials mm. and it, I think it's really good because like you can it's easy to get like sort of stuck in the same pattern as everyone around you yeah it's nice to like expand I think I guess because we're open. and also learn from the pros and not yeah. just learn from someone who's sort of our level yeah yeah I guess that's, that's a really good point I think so anyway, but then again, it's also easy. My problem, the reason why I don't watch too much is that it's some some people it's just so hard not to, you know, sort of fall into Copy, their voice. Yeah. 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 Just like like I haven't watched James Acaster in ages. Mm. Just because like and I see that on the scene yeah. all the time. I, I see loads of people and I go like thinking to myself, your favorite comedian is James Acaster. Like yeah. I can tell, like just the way. And obviously he's quite easy because he's so different from everyone mm-hmm. else. But I had like a, do you know Mike Babiglia? No, not Mike Babiglia. Sorry, um, Mark Norman. Yeah. Mark Norman. Oh mate, I had a when I discovered him, like watching back, it's just me going like, whoa, like just <laughs> me being like this skinny Norwegian and Mark Norman. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's just so hard not to fall into that trap. I find. Mm. I sort of did a bit, I sort of did, um, I think I tried, when I was starting out, I was being a lot like Dane Cook. Oh yeah? Because he was the guy that I, who got me really into, who 
got me really into comedy. And I felt like, yeah, oh, I had to stop for a second. I was like, oh, what the fuck am I doing? I need to really stop and think about who I actually want to be. I mean, I'm, I haven't found my voice yet. I'm still finding it. Yeah, that's going to take a long time, I think. Yeah. I think that's going to take such a long time. Hey, even like you can see some, not not for you. That no, sounded like I was no, like, no, like that's no, gonna no. take a long time. Yeah, I know. No, but for everyone, I, I, yeah, I've no idea. Sort of, I, I know what works now, yeah. but I know I'll probably be very different in a few years. Um, but um, even if you watch like yeah, like people like James Haycaster, if you watch him only like four years ago, he's so different. I don't yeah. know if you've ever done that. He's just mm. such like normal like chill dude like he he doesn't have this persona that's it no. that, that he does now I'd watch it I used to watch him on panel shows yeah so yeah I knew him from that and before before I saw his stand up to be honest I'm I'm a late fan I'm a late fan of JK, James Ancaster there was a point where I was like I can't stand this guy really yeah but <clears throat> I, why? As no I, that's fine I mean I like, he's not a dear friend of me but well, why why why, why just, was that though I just found him really off-putting right mm. but as i've watched more of him this year i haven't seen the specials but i've seen more of him being interviewed and seen more of his just stand-up clips and i was like okay i get it i am actually starting to warm to this guy now because i think i was kind of in my own headspace of what stand-up should be yeah and he obviously isn't what sta- he obviously isn't what the mainstream wants from stand-up but he is he's so good yeah he's great I, I know you mean though he's but that's sort of what attracted me to him because the first time I saw him was also on a on a panel show and he was mm. telling a story about he has a story about how he was in a band called Pin Drop mm. and I was just like who is this guy like what kind of guy is this <laughs> and it was just such a strange way to tell a story and yeah I think that's why like he's not like my favorite comedian and anything but I also what I've heard like when I've listened to podcasts with him and I've actually met him once as well and he just seems like a guy who works really really hard and like who's always worked really really hard and wasn't like super duper talented Mm. uh, but he just like kept working and working and working which I think I'm sort of gravitating towards those people more like when I was younger it was quite cool with people who'd you know never done anything and then Mm. they were just great at it Mm. just like raw talent but I think now realizing that i don't have that raw talent yeah. <laughs> in anything uh i've sort of i sort of yeah my heroes are becoming more and more people who are just working really really hard and a lot of famous people are working really really hard not not famous successful people mm. it's so easy to think oh you're lucky or he's lucky but a lot of them have just, like work to get there i think mm. yeah. right kevin hart like people yeah. think that he just popped up like four years ago that dude's been grinding since the 90s Oh yeah, yeah, he's been going for a long time. Kevin yeah. Hart. Um, he, and he is great. But uh, when he doesn't, well, he yeah, obviously he's been. <laughs> some of his materials been a bit unfortunate and come yeah, back on. But it wasn't yeah, even his material, yeah. was it? It was a tweet. It was a tweet. Yeah. But like that was, that for me, was something he'd apologised for before. Mm. But he hadn't. The apology didn't come. Well, people didn't really hear the apology, mm. right? They brought, I, I don't get the whole bringing things back from like five, six, from like eight years ago thing. Yeah. I don't get, ca- I don't get cancel culture unless it's something where they really should cancel them for. Yeah. 
I think I I don't know you know I don't know enough about it so I don't want to really no. comment on it I, I I haven't yeah I don't know enough about the situation no no worries uh, that that happened there but um yeah I know you mean though I but, know what you mean but I get what you I get what you mean though like it just feels better when you've worked hard for something oh yeah definitely and also I think like stand up comedy is such a thing that for most people takes such a long time anyway. Yeah. I remember like being when I was 18 and really wanted to get into stand up. I'd listen to podcasts with like Judd Apatow, mm. who obviously now isn't famous for doing stand up, but that's what he started as. Yeah. And he said that he was so young, didn't have any, you know, any ex- life experience compared to other people, but also kept and interviewing a lot of people, and they they'd all say the same thing that it takes seven years or something mm. to find your voice. Yeah. And he would just think, oh, I got loads of time. And I sort of think a bit like that, even though like I'm working hard and I can definitely feel like there's progress constantly. Yeah. But I know, you know, it's going to take a lot of time to match my taste. Yeah. Completely, I think. If you can ever match your taste. No. And it's also finding your audience as well. Yeah. Because at the moment, we don't have an audience. We have people that are just there. Because you asked them to come. Like, Hello, <laughs> yeah. this is my flyer. Yes. Please come and see my show. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I wouldn't go like, "Hello, fan base." Yay. Yeah. No. So we need like, it'll take that long to find an audience, mm. and yeah, to sort of get your name out there enough. Oh yeah, that's gonna take a long time. Yeah. But I, luckily, that's not like. Yeah, I think, like, when I st- started doing stand-up, I just thought that you'd be shite. Mm. And then after seven years, you just suddenly become good. What is good, though, is that it, you do gradually yeah. develop more and more, which is nice, because well, I it, sort of forgot about that part. Yeah, well, you only develop if you've actually got the mindset where you're willing to critique yourself. Yeah. I've met plenty of people on our circuit, not mentioning any names whatsoever, who, when I started a year ago, they weren't good. And when I see them now, they're still at that same level because they still they think that they were they thought that they were great back then. Do you? How do you critique yourself? Do you record yourself? I record my sets almost every time. Yeah. Video same. record and audio record. Yeah. Like it's, I record. I I'm not gonna lie to you. I died on my ass last night. Oh, did you? <laughs> I yeah. died on my ass. It wasn't. It wasn't completely my fault. Like, there were a lot of outstanding factors, which I'm not going to go into to cause an issue, but, like, yeah. Yeah, no, um, no, no. But, yeah, there was outstanding factors, and, like, there was things that was way out of my control from almost the beginning of the show. And I was like, I knew walking in to my set, I was like, right, this is not going to go very so, well. What, so you're doing a show for the people... You are yeah. listening. Uh, yeah. You're doing a show with two other people. Yeah. And which, when are you on? Are you um, last we, or middle? Um, or? Um, we rotate. We rotate. Okay, so what about yesterday? Yesterday, I went last. You went last yesterday. Yeah. And you already knew this isn't going to go well. Yeah, this isn't going to go well. I was like, yeah. I was like, this isn't going to go well. Uh, I will try my hardest and I got some laughs. And do you know what? Even some of the, the new material that I wrote literally that day for mm. the show, that got some titters. Oh, good. But like, yeah, it was one of those things. The yeah. energy wasn't there. Yeah, no, it's like you can't control it, and it's always, someone just said this to me yesterday, that you should try and think of how, like, how well you're doing in a sort of more like, you know, it's easy to base, 
to think you're as good as your last gig. Yeah. Which can go both ways, because you can do a bad gig and be like, oh, I'm shit. And then you can do a really good gig and be like, wow, I should be on Conan. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, you're just like, this is so... I always do that. Like, if I have a good gig, I'm like, man, let's go. Yes. This is easy. Call, call, me, call me up, Apollo. <laughs> yes. And then, like, I, you know... I, I'd go to places if I've had, like, a couple of good gigs mm. where everyone's doing... But when no one's doing well, and I'm thinking, just wait and oh my material, <laughs> and then obviously most times I'm falling my ass. Uh, but then if you don't do that, then you're like, wow, <laughs> this yeah. went really well. But it's hard because I I do think like people are different, but but in 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 my case, confidence has quite a bit to do. I'm 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 like I'm quite confident now, but mm. I. I'm definitely best when I'm in a good mood, smiling. Yeah. yeah. Happy, a happy thought is a lot funnier than sad, a, yeah, yeah. sad angry thought. Yeah, because I don't have any ranty material. No. It's more just like, yeah, it's I'm trying to befriend everyone and yeah. Yeah. Doing a lot yeah, doing a lot of crowd work and yeah. I've got to say, man, I do really enjoy your sets when I see you. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. Likewise. Thank you. We've only gigged together... Uh, three times. Three times, maybe, yeah. yeah. I, it's not that long ago since I first met you. No. Well, the last time we met was at Big Nose. Yeah. Then I just came from Norway. I hadn't, I hadn't done stand-up for two months when I did that gig. I couldn't tell. Like, you couldn't tell. <laughs> I, I could tell <laughs> just because I felt like I was on yeah. speed like, I was like whoa here we go but it was so much fun yeah it was, I was really looking, and, that's, and I just loved that gig mm. it's such a good MC I, David I, Lewis I found it a bit weird though because <clears throat> that gig um, two weeks ago that gig um, at that gig mm. uh, well no it was, wait two weeks before I was also at that gig but on that gig was the last time I saw Devin Wallace oh yeah yeah and I was like Wow. Yeah. That's actually, that's the place I met him as well. He used to yeah. do that gig quite a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so I was, when the gig that you and I were on, I was there like looking, I, I was fine for like the first, for the first half, I was like perfectly fine. Mm. But then when I was on the second, I was on the second half and I just looked out to the crowd and I was like, oh shit, me and Devin, we're literally sat there talking to each other at one point. Mm. And at that point, he's not going to be here anymore. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's just heartbreaking, isn't it? It is, man. But it's kind of... I hard. actually thought about it as well, I think, that gig. Yeah. Because oh, that that's where I met him, and I think that's the only place I used to gig with him was Big Nose. Mm. Really? I've done a couple of... Um, yeah, just a couple of David Lewis gigs with him, actually, and Funny Feckers. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. He, what a funny guy. Funny guy, what a, man. Such a funny guy. That, such a talented guy. I think he's the only guy that likes the spy, like the Spice Girls more than I do. Ah, yeah. That was the thing. I never really got to know him properly. Like we'd say hi, but we'd never, we'd never like have like a long conversation or anything. But we have a lot of, um, a lot of mutual friends. Mm. But he was really, really fun. I remember the first time I saw him. He didn't do like that well but he was on in the first half mm. but I could just tell like this guy is so good yeah I knew he was so good and then I think since then he smashed mm. every time I saw him basically but that kind of proves man that we've got to live life to the fullest like almost every day yeah I think about that all the time <laughs> because like we never know what's going to happen no you don't and yeah you just really got to like enjoy it like just 
be grateful to be alive and uh, man this got deep yeah uh, no but be grateful and that <clears throat> and also you know when you do things like stand-up comedy yeah and it's not going well or you know acting or you know you're maybe you're in finance or I, I don't know <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I better, <clears throat> you know and you and you know and things aren't going well just get a bit of perspective it's it's mm. fine it's you know it's you, you're still here it's it's great yeah. and yeah yeah they'd be grateful sort of i'm i'm not gonna obviously that's how i think i'm, yeah. I'm not gonna say that everyone has to think no. like that but uh yeah really and i think now that when we're on the fringe we're at the fringe it's just like i'm just having the time of my life it's yeah. great it's yeah. so much fun i know it's the first week yeah and then like next week or like two weeks i'll be like get me home yeah but uh but but it's just really like yeah just gotta Carpe diem. Yeah, that's not what I say. <laughs> I, I'm just seeing the fringe as like the best form of work experience ever. Oh yeah, definitely. Because I'm not. I'm not stupid. I'm not, well, neither stupid. We know that there's gonna be a downside. At, there will be many downsides at some points. Mm. But it's about learning about how to deal with those downsides. Oh yeah, definitely. And I also think, but I do think you can get that in London as well, though. Oh, if, God, you, if yeah. you gig a lot. Because, yeah, I just feel like that happens all the time where I go, it's really like ups and downs more than every other gig being good. It's yeah. more like I feel like you have maybe like four good gigs in a row yeah. and then suddenly you have four bad gigs in yeah. a row. Or, or, you know, yeah, I don't know. Obviously that that depends and, you know, the better you get, yeah. you know. Uh, but, um, but like now, mm. <laughs> I've had to really, like we've sold out twice in a row good and, on and, you man yeah, and it, yeah but it's you. just yeah, but Penilla's very good at flying and, uh, uh, you're <coughs> doing it too man I don't know when you sit down you're doing it too I'm just that I'm just like the the guy next to her just being oh. like hello I'm not looking very unthreatening uh, but um, but because of that at the moment I'm like woo let's go French this is going to be so much fun but I yeah. know there's going to be you know you know there's going to be like a not just one dip there's going to be so many dips and, yeah yeah and then sort of you just have to learn how to get over that and i don't think it's that hard to be honest no. I, I don't really think it's that hard not in my experience what about you how do you deal with um how do i deal with it yeah um how do i deal with the bad gigs well i force myself to listen to myself oh yeah same always and always listen to yourself what like yesterday <coughs> right i came home and I was like, right, let's not think about this now. Let's make some food. Let's sit down, put on a podcast, and then we'll reevaluate in a second, mm. right? So did all that. I started listening. I started listening to. I started listening to the set. Um, I was like, okay, this isn't going well. And but I thought of some taglines to some of the things I was saying. I was like, okay, if I okay, the new stuff works there. I could say this. And I need to cut this because this hasn't worked. This is too. This is this is too fifty-fifty. So I'm gonna cut that and add this. And when I stopped listening to the set, I was like, okay, the gig didn't go well, but you did a lot of good shit today. Mm. Like you saw a show that you that you just walked into, like, and that was good. Didn't know anyone in the show. You just happened to be there. That was great. Yeah. Um, you saw one of your friends perform, Steve McLean. Yeah. And that was and that was fantastic. Um, you've had a good. I was like, yeah, you've had a good day. It's just like yeah, that, that's that the perspective that, thing, isn't it? It was just that twenty minutes, that twenty minutes where of your you, day, which wasn't good. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But it was, 
yeah, it's just hard to remember that though, isn't it? Like, do you take it personally? Do I take it personally? Um, no. Well, actually, yes. <laughs> yeah, I do take it. Well, in a well, in a sense, I do take it personally because sometimes I'm like, okay, this is what I needed to do to make it, and this is what I could have done to make it better, mm. right? But I'm not like, oh my god, they hate me because they the audience don't actually know me. Yeah, they don't know us. They know a version of us that we're putting on stage. Mm. Oh yeah, definitely. I think and that was one of the that was one of the advice that I read before I started standard comedy was Jerry Seinfeld saying, "Oh, I never took it personally. If, if it's something, if if it didn't go well, the material just wasn't good enough." Yeah, and I fully believe in that, and I'm so happy I read that because I'm. I don't think I've ever taken it personally. Yeah. I've just been like, this joke isn't good enough. And I yeah. get more like, um, if it's not working, I'm going to get more angry. I'm like, oh, fuck this joke. It's a, That's not good enough. Yeah. And, you know, you were talking about 50-50 jokes and those are the worst. Yeah. <laughs> because sometimes they'll kill and you go and like, this like, is such yes. a good joke. And then when, when there's nothing, you're just like, oh man, what do I do with this? I have this bit that I'm sort of developing and I know there's a thing in there, but it's just not coming off at the moment. So I just haven't done it the last couple of days. Yeah. But um, we'll see. We'll see if I maybe work on it during spots or something. Yeah. I don't. Know. I don't yeah. It's just hard because I I'm on first uh, in our show, so really? I'm on first. So I never know what to expect. So like you don't rotate. Like you... no, because uh, I'm doing twenty and Penelope's doing forty. Oh. So it'd be strange if she did forty minutes and then <laughs> I, was, I was like on a headliner. <laughs> Like, be the headliner after... I've only done stand-up for, like, what, half a year or something? Like, really? Yeah, like, I, well, I started in November, but I haven't done it for the last two months, so, yeah. God damn. Yeah, so I'm so new. That'd be so weird if I just... Yeah, if I was going to headliner. I'd never have guessed. Oh, no, yeah, no, but... No, I'm maybe you just see me... I don't know. I'm not blowing I'm smoke up your ass, but I'm, like, I'm saying... I, I, genu- I thought you'd have done it for as long as I have, like, a year and a bit. Like... It's not that big of a difference. No. Though. I mean... August, I started in November, it's almost the year now, wow. I suppose, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. And I just can't believe it, it's like, we've been doing this for a year, well, near enough a year, and we're at the Fringe. Yeah, I know, isn't that a lot of fun? Yeah. <laughs> Do you, have you ever been to the Fringe before? Never. As an audience member? I've never been to Edinburgh, I, I think I may have been to Edinburgh like once when I was like 10, but mm. like not to see the Fringe, but... No, never been to the Fringe. Cool. I went last year and I just fell in love. I was like, this is where I want to be. I really want to do this next mm. year. And Penilla's done Fringe five times before. Yeah. No, four four times before. So he, so she's sort of taken me under her wing. She's very nice to me. That's good. Yeah. Man. But... You have the same though, because Duffy's been here before. Yeah. Quite a few times. Yeah, he's been in like two twice. He's been here twice before. So he yeah, so he's kind of shown us the ropes as it, as it were. Mm. But we've got um he I've got what he likes to call first fringe optimism. Oh yeah, <laughs> why you think that <laughs> something can actually happen? Uh, no, not just everything. Not something's gonna happen. Just like you know, okay, let's do this. Let's do let's um let's promote the show like this. Let's go. Let's um let's get all the social media stuff done. Let's go get this or this this or this and. Apparently, when you do the fringe a few more time, a few times, it's just like okay, you kind of relax into it a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, no, I, I think so. I yeah. think so. Probably, I, I don't know. It's my first fringe. I'm, I'm on the opposite. I'm yes. optimistic as you. Yes. But uh, yeah, no, no, probably. I don't want to be too much on social media about it. But I also yeah. feel like it is important to sort of, 
get your name out there. But yeah. I don't know. I, I really don't. I, I'm not here to like be discovered no. by some kind of. I mean, it's, it's way too early. What, yeah. What for six months into comedy? Yeah. Like as yeah. if. I, it's the business for me it's just a school I'm just trying to yeah. learn as much as possible you could, you get to do basically as much standard comedy as you want to for yeah. a month and that's all there is so mm. it's just such a good school and I'm just trying to learn as much as possible Same. with all aspects of it you know now I get to do so much more crowd work mm. than I normally do and I really enjoy I, I, sorry I was drinking yesterday and drinking yesterday where I had go? a voice crack as if I was 16 where did you where did you go where did you go <laughs> where did you come from where did you go no, I went to uh, it was Cowgate so I have some friends that I went to drama school with that here which I just yeah do, obviously so we I just went out for a I didn't even go hard but we went to this place though and they just kept playing tune after tune so it's more that that i was just singing really loudly nice. which is very unprofessional because mm. i need to take care of my voice i hate it do you have a throat do you have a throat steamer no i don't well i do but not with me i've got my i've i've yeah my friend got me one for my birthday do you use I, it a lot I, it's good though, isn't it? use it twice i use it twice a day now mm. because dude we need our voices yeah i just try and drink loads of water now and I yeah I just can't drink that much during French and I haven't right. really been drinking that much it's, yeah. it was only really yesterday yeah that I've been drinking I've, and I yeah I've kind of got a rule for myself this um, this French like where I'm not going to drink for the first uh, one and a half weeks it sounds like a good rule because yeah. I just want to get the I want to get the ball right I just want to get the ball rolling with the show oh yeah absolutely and also that's why we're here not to not we're to, to work dude we're yeah. here to work yeah. Like, well, we're here to work. I don't know. We're still talking, we don't know about what the comic comics. Like, no, no. Some might, some people might be able to have a good time, but yeah, no, definitely here to work. I never drink before a gig ever. Not, mm-hmm. not even in London. Um, but um, I think my problem is that um, I don't. I'm not like a big drinker really. Like I didn't drink for two months while I was in Norway, just because it's so expensive. Yeah. But um, it's always hard when you have like friends and or like other comedians so mm. just like do you want to do you want to go and grab a pint and you're just like yeah. ah that would that does sound like a lot of fun to be fair yeah. but uh but yeah no i i haven't really gone hard at mm. all this french and i probably won't go hard either no. but just have to stop, so s- stop singing to abba songs <laughs> yeah never stop singing to abba songs no but maybe just like stop screaming like i did yesterday it's just they're so good man they are they were the best pop group ever yeah, yeah, no, I, lo- I love ABBA. I love them. Uh, 25% of ABBA is Norwegian as well. Yes. Yes, well, sort of. And then Sweden, then the other half's then Swedish, aren't they? Yeah, but yeah, no, they're all Swedish. I mean, but one of them has, like, I think she's born in Norway and her family's Norwegian, mm. but she speaks Swedish, so it, so it doesn't really count. But in Norway, we are very proud nice. of her being Norwegian. Of course. Yeah. Why not? It's such a small country. What you're gonna do? She's all that we have. Uh, <laughs> and you. <laughs> uh, and and me. Come and see me at Counting House at six. Yes. Do you want to talk about scripts? And script. Scripts. Scripts. Now I got one more question for you. Oh yeah. So, um, what's been your best gig and your worst gig? Uh, best gig was I did hot water comedy in Liverpool. It Shit. was. It was sick. It was. Um, such a strange scenario. I, I came to Liverpool the same day. I had no idea what it was going to be like. I used to live in Liverpool, but I'd never been to Hot Water. Mm. Didn't know much about it, really. 
I saw I just rocked up I didn't really get to see the room or anything we're just backstage and uh, and two people go on and they didn't do that well but I didn't know what that meant because I didn't know how many people were there or anything and then but then there was a break after those two people and when the MC came out the MC was like it was really good it was a great energy and the MC was great yeah. and then uh, he brought me on I was backstage behind the curtains yeah. and he's like please welcome Thor's Denog and I walk out and I'm sort of just like trying to find the mic I'm like oh that's where it is like uh, walking on and then just sort of felt like I was in complete control the entire nice. time nice and then I walked off stage and realised there was like 150 people at least in that's the audience good. and that was sick that was such a cool experience and also some of the people that was that I, I was on that bill like the guy after me was so good mm. he was just yeah and the MC was so good so that that's probably my my favourite gig yeah what about your worst gig <clears throat> my worst gig you don't have to mention names ah <laughs> uh, there's a there's a couple that come to mind <laughs> that like stands out I like as the worst ones maybe well I've done I've done ones that like everyone's been shit at you know and yeah. it, it's hard because like there's just no one wants to laugh and maybe just performing in front of comedians or mm. you know there's not just there's not a good atmosphere because they just don't want to laugh do they <laughs> yeah no. and, and I guess like Monday night <laughs> you everyone's been at work mm. you just want to yeah it's it's a part of starting out as a stand-up comedian I think the worst gig I've ever done was I did a gig in South Kensington once um, and I, I'll tell you the name of the gig because uh, this was me not doing well. The gig was going really well. Okay. It was Adam Bright and Rob Dan's gig. Okay. Have you done that? No. It's it... called uh, Jet Way Comedy. That's not it... that. It's not there anymore, is it? No, I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a, a Vauxhall comedy okay. club, which seems to be a really up and coming comedy club. It yeah. seems like to be like the next big thing. Um, and they. Uh, they got like they got loads of people in mm. they got loads of people in everyone did well and I remember this this was in January so I'd only done comedy for two months mm. but in my head I died I already I'd already gigged quite a lot so in my head I was like felt like pretty experienced by then obviously I wasn't at all I had no idea what I was doing and then I went on stage with which what I thought was my best material mm. and then just did not do well like I just massively bombed like I just they they didn't like me I got unsure about my material mm. um, it was like I, it wasn't even that bad like after after that happened I still hung out with people I wasn't yeah. like I didn't go home it, it, it was fine but it was I did not do well but it was so important because up until that point I'd sort of I'd only done comedy for two three months three months I'd say at that time and I'd they sort of got to this point where I would just do sort of a lot of the same things mm. and not write new things because I'd be like, well, I'm, this works sometimes and this works sometimes. But after that gig, I was like, I need to write some new things, man. Like, this is not good enough. Mm. I need to write some new jokes. And I did sort of after that was when I just scrapped a lot of those, the old jokes mm. and just, you know, started investing a lot more time in writing. That's it, man. Like, you can learn so much from a bad gig. Yeah, but that's, I always get like that though. If, if, if it doesn't go well, I'm like, fuck, I need to write some new material. Well, for me, even when it does go well, I'm still looking at things and just be like, okay, where, how, how could this have been improved? Because this is not the top. Oh, yeah, no, never. 
No, yeah, absolutely. That's such a good mindset. Everyone should think like that, I think. Yeah. I, yeah. And I guess because when you do a lot of gigs, it's hard not to because you'll, you'll, you'll just like, even though a joke kills one time and it, then it doesn't kill, then you, I don't know, like normally I want the more reliable jokes mm. where I'm like, I know this, this always works. Yeah. But this joke works sometimes, but not sometimes. And mm. when it doesn't work, it's just awkward. Yeah. <laughs> or like, yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. Man, that's just the life, though, isn't it? That's, that's the life. That's life. Sometimes it works, sometimes oh. it doesn't. So, scrubs. Scrubs, yeah. Do you normally... <laughs> that's weird because... Did, did you say... At, you didn't say at the start, did you? That, do you, you always do a sitcom. Do I do the... Yeah, I do the intro separate, the introduction separately. I record that by myself. Well... Talk about something that I say. We, I, um, my guest today is Thor, and we talked about that, and also the sitcom Scrubs. I love that. Uh, yeah, I love that. If anyone listens to this podcast who hasn't listened to your other podcast, it's going to be so strange because at one point we're talking, and I just go, "Do you want to talk about Scrubs?" <laughs> it's like, no. Like I just no. want to. Like I just really want to talk about Scrubs. <laughs> And I just want to talk about you. I just want to talk about bad gigs. You just want to talk about bad gigs. Yes. I'm like and penises apparently. And, and penises. You're you're a big fan of the old penis. I, I can yeah. think of anything. Penis. I can think of anything. Anyway, scrubs. Scrubs. Yeah. I. So you asked me to prepare a sitcom that I want to talk about, and I chose Scrubs. Yes. Yes. It was that was a staple for me coming home after school. Mm, like same. Every day after school, they'll be on. Um, it'll be on ABC. I feel ABC, ABC One or something like that. Yeah, um, I'm Norwegian, so we we have different channels. Yeah, yeah. And it's a channel that doesn't even exist anymore. So. I oh okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, it'll be on every day after school, and even though I wouldn't really get the jokes, it was just so likable. Mm. It's all this, It's like it's comfort food. It is. It is massively. It, it sort of falls a bit into the whole "I love you, man" sort of style. I yeah. think it's funny, but it has so much heart to it as mm. well. Yeah. Who's, no. your, who's your favorite character? Uh, it's JD, definitely. I think JD has just. I I love Scrubs, but I think, you know, growing up, uh, the character of I wouldn't say Scrubs. Scrubs is my favorite sitcom. It's one of them, mm. but I think the character of JD just had so much. Uh, had such a big impact on me growing up just because I'm I was in many ways very similar to JD yeah because he's so goofy yeah but he's just goofy he doesn't try to be cool yeah. or like sometimes he tries but he he fails massively. massively but it's uh, sort of okay he's still so likable and I've just never been a naturally a very cool person I've always enjoyed making people laugh and Same. tried so hard and instead of just playing it safe and trying to be cool. And also he was just, you know, like how he's just such a likable character. And, you know, he, you know, he cries, he's very emotional yeah. and he just like embraces all of that. And yeah, but he's such a good character. And yeah, great character. What about you? I think my, I think my favorite is John C. McGinley's character. Oh, so good. He's just such an asshole. And I love he is, it. But he's also so nice. Yes. He's also such a nice guy. Um, behind all of it, and that is the oh, that's what I love about Scrubs, because you, uh, you don't get to see, uh, uh, you don't get to see it all the time, but sometimes you'll just see some kind of hint of like humanity, humanity and love in that character, and then you go, oh, we're on to you. Mm. Yeah. What do you think of the JD and Elliot relationship? Um, 
I think I actually rewatched the first episode yesterday because <laughs> nice. I haven't watched it in so long, so I was like, need to. Uh, I, I, what I think about the relationship? Yeah. I think it's it's okay. It's a yeah. uh, very cla- it's a classic uh, sitcom, sitcom relationship. relationship. Yeah. We'll sort of uh, first episode we'll understand there's something there, and then by season two or something they'll get together. Same mm. as How Much Your Mother with uh, Ted and Robin, mm. Ross and Rachel. Yeah, it's always the same. But what I do really like about um, the JD and Elliot relationship is how they get together in the last season. Yeah. So what I call the last season, which is season eight, because uh, every Scrubs fan know that season eight. Yeah, it's a lot. They don't talk about season eight. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. But in season eight, there's a thing where they are like, a lot of people say, aren't you guys going to get back together? And as an audience member, you sort of know, well, they have to go get back together mm. because, you know, Ross and Rachel Got get, to get together. And in How I Met Your Mother, I'm not going to spoil anything, but uh, here is, here's a spoiler, Ted and Robin eventually get to, get mm. together. And, and it's always the same thing. But I really like, it's they don't do this like big dramatic scene where it's like, I love you and I love you. They just, there's this moment I just remember so well, like the walking out of the hospital next to each other, and then they just start holding hands. Yeah. And that's it. They they don't say anything or they anything. They just start holding hands, and that is such a beautiful moment. And uh, man, it's so well written, and mm. not a very sitcommy thing to do at all. No. It's yeah, because they don't have that big, they don't have like that big scene or anything. They no. just they just sort of. I think that can happen though when you're like good friends with someone. Um, I get to it. Well, I say that it's not really happened. Well, maybe with my first girlfriend that you sort of just go like, yeah, like we we really like each other's company. And yeah, yeah. It doesn't need to be this whole dramatic thing. Mm. Yeah, I yeah, I really like that. What do you think about Turk? I think Turk is hilarious. I love Turk. He's just so clue. He's clueless. He's like a lost puppy dog. Yeah. But he's just—he's just a genuinely—he's just a genuinely nice character. He is so nice, and also just so like playful yeah. as well. And that's another thing that I really like about Scrubs is that bromance thing again. Mm. I guess all the things I've mentioned today, uh, I love you, man. Super bad. Super bad, and also Scrubs has that bromance. It thing. does. I'm always attracted to friendship. Yeah, that's it. Like, I think that's because. We want all of our friendships to be like that, even if they're yeah, not. Yeah, I, th- I think so. Just, like, be open and goofy and, yeah, and just, no, yeah. Like, all of my closest friends, I are pretty much the same relationship as JD and Turk. Yeah? Yeah, pretty much. The ones who I'm, clo- <coughs> the ones who I'm closest to. Obviously, I've got other ones who I'm less goofy with. Yeah. But the ones who I'm closest to, yeah, it's... It's a bromance situation. Yeah, I, I have that with my best friend. Um, his name is Julian. Um, hi, Julian. He, hi, Julian, if you're listening. He just moved back to Norway. Oh. Uh, yeah. It's not... It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was so right, it's yeah. Fine. Like, yeah, it was sad to see him go, but I was also like, yeah, I think it's about time <laughs> that we part. Time, time we, we've out. just, like... We've just lived together for so long. We went to same drama school. We went to the same school before drama school, and we lived together in London, in Brixton, together, and... Uh, anyway, but that has nothing to do with Scrubs. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we, well, it's what well, else? The bromance. So it is the bromance. And, and, and Jamie doesn't he live? Doesn't he live with Turk at one point? Yeah, a lot of the series they yeah. live together. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's the same thing, and um, and yeah, and when I met Julian, he was like, I thought he was really cool when I met him, 
and then I realized quite quickly that he wasn't that cool. <laughs> <laughs> which sort of, yeah, but it, yeah, just loads of. I remember one time we posted a picture which was just taken well, of the two of us lying on the grass, <laughs> and I, I wrote, I said something like, make love not war oh. uh, sort of as a joke because like people will always see us together it was like Julian Thor that's Julian Thor and I remember like going back to Norway so many people thought that I was gay which is fine <laughs> which is fine uh, but uh, yeah because yeah but I'm like I love that you know like it's the same thing with JD and Turk they just like you know like there's a scene where uh, JD hugs Turk and he and he goes no it's not a scene that they don't hug but he says Oh, I miss you so so much. It hurts sometimes. Oh yeah. I think it's in the first season. I miss you so much. It hurts sometimes, and that's the sort of thing you should, people didn't really used to say to their friends. No. At least if you were male back in the day in the eighteen hundreds. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but it's so nice because sometimes that is what I want to say. I just want to say, I, dude, I missed you. I missed you so much, and it's so good to feel your shoulders. <laughs> it's so strong. I love I love you. I love you. Yeah. Not in a, but in a platonic way. <laughs> but in a platonic. Don't even feel like you have to say that anymore. No. You could just be like, man, I love you, man. I love you, man. That's but, what they say, and I love you, man. Yeah, they do, and they probably say it in they probably say it in Scrubs as well. I love you. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. And then it's a whole. Oh my god, it's such a nice scene. Uh, I think it's it's one of the later seasons where. What, season nine. <laughs> no, what? what season nine? Uh, I think it's like season eight, or maybe seven or eight, uh, where there's like th- then there is this nice moment. This is no, yeah, it's because it's after JD and Elliot have got back together, mm. and they're just sitting by the seaside, and then JD is like sort of confessing to like no, they're they're already together, so yeah. they're just in a relationship, but then he's saying how much he loves her, and then he goes on, and then he. So to finish it, like he he's just mentioned a lot of things, but almost like that's not enough. He goes, Elliot, I love you more than Turk. Oh, and then he says it in like an almost genuine way, and it's just so nice because he's just like, and she's like, oh, she knows how much that means. To her. Oh, yeah, it's so nice. It's so so nice. Yeah, uh, and I love Turk's wife as well. <laughs> oh yeah, Carla, she's great. <laughs> the women in Scrubs, they're, they're, they're hilarious. They're so funny. If you ever think, oh, women can't be funny, well, who thinks that anymore? Exactly. But it, like, just the women in Scrubs are so funny and so important. Yeah. And not just a oh, here's a romantic interest, but yeah. there's so much of them. But I think Friends kind of changed the game a little bit for how funny women can be. Well, I, I, I was born the year Friends came out, so ah. I, I, I don't really know what it was like before that. To be fair, I was only born like two or three years before, like three yeah. years before then. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I don't know if that was the case. But from what I've seen of older sitcoms, where it's like the what, where women are always the wife mm. or the or the sexual object, or the sexual object, mm. right? Friends actually put women just not well. Of semi-wealthy-ish women mm. in the front, well, in the front row, and allowed them to just be normal-ish and funny. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know what other sitcoms were around at that time, but well, I mean, Elaine in yeah. Seinfeld, yes, is really funny. Oh, she's amazing. She's yeah. amazing. She she's amazing. I but I I sort of I understand your point though. Uh, I mean, there's no doubt that women have all, always been funny. And, yeah, uh, it's. But uh, but I'd say I I know what you mean. Yeah, the women in Friends mm. also have a lot of, 
Yeah, it's not just like it's Ross and Rachel. Yeah. It, or like it's not just Ross and that girl Rachel who lives mm. next door. Like it's it, she has her own thing. But I, Friends is also one of my biggest loves. Yeah. I just didn't want to talk about it here because I'm sure like everyone wants to talk no, about Friends. I've already had a Friends episode and I was like... Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, I'd be very surprised if you hadn't had a Friends episode. <laughs> but uh, Friends as well, you know, that's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> With Friendship, it's called Friends. Yeah. It's, it's really... It's so nice. I've always liked those sitcoms, I don't know about you, more than... You know, like Two and a Half Men. I love what, Two and a Half Men. Do you? Yeah. But I love it. I'm, I'm not saying I don't like it, but I've always been attracted to the sitcoms where there's a lot of love a yeah. lot of friendship more than in Two and a Half Men where it's where in my opinion it can get a bit like Charlotte Sheen going like you're so stupid and then yeah. people laugh so, yeah that's yeah. it yeah that's it that's but pretty much it that's, that's people like different that's, things that's, that's, that's it in a nutshell yeah <laughs> you're funny and then yeah but there's I'm sure Two and a Half Men is great I haven't I've just watched random episodes here and there um, there's been talk of, a, of, a, of them bringing Scrubs back do you think it could work? Yeah, it could definitely work, I think. Uh, everyone would probably be a bit disappointed. Some people would probably be disappointed because it's just so hard. Every I don't I can't remember a sequel that's actually been as good as the original. Yeah. Um I mean they've been talking about like Kickstarter things. I I doubt it'll happen. I'll doubt it'll happen. Yeah. But um yeah, why not? Uh yeah, why not? I think yeah. Yeah, I can't see why it shouldn't work. And also, Zach Braff, who plays JD... He he, needs a job. Huh? He needs a job. He needs a job. Uh, His his last sitcom got cancelled after like three or four episodes. What sitcom was that again? Alex Incorporated. Oh, Alex Incorporated. Uh, I I never saw that. Zach Braff is one of my heroes. He's great. Have you seen his films? What, Garden State? Garden State. I have not seen Garden State. I know, I know, and apparently it's amazing. I just haven't had a chance to watch it yet. Garden State is like... Ever since I moved away from home when I was 18... 19, I've had a poster of Garden State on my wall wherever I've lived, apart from now, when I live in Brixton. I don't don't have the poster anymore. Oh. Um... Why not? Yeah. Get the poster. <laughs> huh? Get the poster, man. Okay, but I, well, it's. Uh, I think it, I, I. I just need to get it. I. I just don't have it in Brixton. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he's a massive hero to me, just because Golden State is such a nice film. It's so funny, so, um, nice and, yeah, it was really important to me growing up. And but it also that's the same thing. Like he works a lot. Like he's written that movie. Mm. He's directed it. He's acting in it. He does a lot of things. I know I know what you mean, like he needs a job. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but he's like he's and he you know like he, he seems like a guy who works a lot, a lot. as well yeah. and works really hard and doesn't take himself that highly and or seriously. Yeah. I yeah, I really like Zach Braff. I think Me too. he's awesome. He's he, great. He's just like he's so affable. Oh yeah. So like so guy next door kind of Yeah. Thing. Really. And it you know he's handsome, but he's not like Ridicu- no yeah he's not like ridiculously handsome yeah he's um i remember listening to a podcast and he said before he got scrubs he would like audition and be like oh who am i kidding i'm not gonna get get anywhere with this nose <laughs> <laughs> which i think is funny but because like i don't know i guess i guess maybe like his nose isn't that big but i no. guess it's like hollywood big yeah if that's the thing but that I, just, I lo- a thing. but i love that yeah i love that he's just like he's really like you know what you were saying the night guy next door sort of thing and yeah alright man love him cool let's wrap this up let's wrap this up so 
Where can they see? Well, where can they find you on social media first of all? So it's at Thorsten Haug on Twitter and Instagram. Ooh. I'm on both. And uh, if you want to see me and you're in Edinburgh, you can come to the Counting House at six o'clock every day for the entire fringe, uh, seeing Viking millennials. Um, it's me and Penilla Holland. Woo. I promise it's it's always it, it's gonna be a lot of fun. I yeah. promise it's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um. So just come, just do it, just just be there. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for. Thank you. Thanks for listening, guys. As always, you can catch me on Twitter at your boy Gibbo, Instagram at Gibbo Gibbogram One, and also at Dropkick Murphy's Bar from six forty-five every day in Edinburgh from now until the 25th of august so yeah come on down get some giggles all right guys i'll see you soon bye bye